Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. you guys it is my pleasure to talk to you about building your team culture and about what this year is going to be like you know I've been coaching for a long time and it's it's hard for me to remember back to what it was like before our team had a strong culture but I want you to think about this I want you to think about why is it that certain teams have a sustained level of excellence why in some areas can a team year after year achieve greatness and I don't mean winning always I mean just being at a high level and and have a strong program where there's some that flounder and I feel one of the things you need to look at is culture and when you have a strong culture on your team it it pretty much keeps breeding itself and taking care of itself so there's some things I just want to talk about um that that I tell my team. One thing I tell my team is you are the only problem you are ever going to have in your life. And I know that sounds weird, but you personally are the only problem you will ever have in your life. You also are the only solution that you will ever have in your life. So no matter what hits you, no matter what comes your way, what I'm trying to say is how you deal with it is how it's going to affect you. So I want you to really think about that now during this tough time of COVID is some people have rolled over and basically given up on everything and some people have let it kick them in the butt to get going. So your attitude affects so much on your team. It affects everything that occurs there. It affects how you react to what your coach says. It affects how you listen to your teammates, how you react to what your teammates say. So really control your attitude as much as you possibly can. And that is only done by constantly being aware of it and constantly thinking about, oh, here I go again. Let's just use an example. You're stuck in traffic. Some people get really agitated and angry and other people listen to music and relax, you know? So sometimes when you catch yourself getting that, oh, I'm in a line, i I'm getting crabby. You have to do a little mental check on your attitude. Same thing goes with your team. You have to be, you know, when, you know, one of my dancers said to me today, I I text out, what do you want me to talk about? And India said, talk about that. It's not going to kill you that your, your dance is only three minutes long. So it's how you approach it. If you sit there and go, oh, this dance is so long. It's going to be so hard. I'm going to be so tired. Yeah, you are. But if you approach it like you, you went three minutes, you didn't die, no, in 10 minutes you feel great again, you're fine. So think about that everything you do on your team is going to fe- affect the kids standing next to you. And um, I think about a captain I had, Brittany Schubert, and she said, you always said that to me, that how I led would affect the other kids, but I didn't quite get what you meant until one day she had a bad back and we started our dance that year with a back bend. And she said she always did it even though it would kill her back because she had something wrong with her back. And she said one time she skipped doing the back bend and the next run through, the both kids on both sides of her skipped. 
So kids are watching how you train and what you do. If you're on an upper level of your team, boy, you better be training hard because the rookies are following you. And if you're a rookie, you better be training hard because the vets are expecting it of you. So, you know, get noticed for doing something good. Get noticed for how hard you work at practice. And that's something I say a lot too, is be the hardest worker at the practice because that is contagious. Everything you do is contagious. Um, positive things and negative things. So, you know, um, really think about that, that you don't want to be the tour guide to the pits. And I also think the people you hang with are who you get the most like. They say that the five people you spend the most time with are what affects your personality and your drive and the way you're moving forward in your life. I always use the analogy, your friends are like elevator buttons. They can either take you up to the top or they can take you down, down, down. So where do you wanna go? Who are you hanging out with? And what are you doing? It's just important to think about that. So let's talk about how to do it on your team. Maybe your team doesn't have the culture. So I'm gonna give you some things to, to just some one-liners or things you can do with your team to try to develop that culture on your team. Think about this, one goal, we're gonna to work together unselfishly like a family. We're in it together. You know, sometimes you get really ticked at your family, but you still love them. And that's the way it's gotta be with your team. One family, we're in it together. Put your team first. When you make all your decisions, your team should become at the top of what you're thinking about, not at the bottom. So whether it's a personal need, a personal decision, the team comes first. And think about your coach. When I, a coach plays several roles, a lot of roles. One of my roles is sometimes I'm a servant to my kids. I'm, I serve them, but sometimes I'm a dictator. Like a lot of times I'll be like, I've heard, you know, I listen to them, I've heard you, but now here's what we're gonna do. Cause I'm in charge and I, you know, uh, sometimes I know more that I feel that they understand at that point. And I have had kids a lot of times come back and go, now I get why you were doing what you were doing. You know, it might be 10 years later or five years later. So, but, but so know that when your coach sometimes doesn't, isn't the most popular person in the room, there's reasons for it. Although you may not understand it at the time, try to respect that. During practice, everything should be for your team, everything. And outside of the day, then you can take care of the individual outside of the practice. So if things go right, once you've danced for me, I feel like my kids will have a friend for life and I hope it's that way with you and your coach. Um, you should know that, that your teammates and your coach would be there at a moment's no, notice if you need it. And that's how your team needs to operate. So trust is something that I feel is very, very the number one thing with your culture is you have to trust that your coach has your best interest at heart. She has to trust that you're gonna answer back with commitment. You know, you, coaches give up a lot for kids. They give up a lot of personal time, family time, nights working on formations and listening to music. They give up a lot. And if they're gonna do that for you, you have to answer back with commitment and you gotta be all in. There's no halfway. You're either all in, or you're out, you know, think about being all in. The easiest way for me to get along with my team and for us to become successful and for me to staff their back is for them to do what's asked of them. I don't wanna be a babysitter. I want kids to arrive early. They know that I expect them to be there early because early is on time and on time is late is what my saying always is. And when they, when the 
time hits that we're supposed to practice, I want them to be ready to practice. I don't want to have to say, okay, everyone, go in the studio and line up. I want them to be self-motivated. I want them to be in there working so I know they're ready to go. It feels good when they're kind of pulling me. I like that. you know. And I remember one year, uh, it was a long time ago, my team wanted to do this certain move at the end of a dance, and it was called the domino finish. And, and it was like how the Rockettes end in the... Um, tin soldier dance and I just was like well that's going to take a lot of time and I love it but I don't know if we have the time right now at practice to get that in there but if you want to do it figure out a way I got to practice in three days that week they were there 20 minutes early just to work on that domino thing so they could get it in the dance because they wanted to do it it was a goal so there's you hear that saying where there's a will there's a way you have to be self-motivated you have to be pulling that train a little bit don't always expect the the coach to be the engine you know you want to sometimes be the one that's the the pusher the puller so um I always pledge to my kids that <clears throat> that I'm going to try to learn as much as I can, push you as much as I can, be the best coach I can possibly be, but we're in it together. And if I'm going to work that darn hard for you, I expect you to not only show up, but when you're at practice, work the hardest you can work. And one of the things I say a lot is if you quit, she's going to quit. If she quits, you're going to quit. You need to keep each other going. We all have down days. We all do. So think about how you're going to keep the other kids up on your team and be the one. Be the one to make the difference on your team. Sometimes something so simple as a smile at someone, because you never know the battle that somebody else is facing on your team. So be, you know, and you don't all have to lead by being loud. You can lead in lots of different ways and you can follow in a lot of different ways. A nod you know, I, I always tell my kids I want them to nod at me so I know they're in there. And that's a skill that you need for life, nod at people. You know, I had one of my seniors go for a college visit, and she said that the, the college um, person that was giving the tour actually called her out for nodding and being responsive and said it's such a good trait. So it helps with your teachers at school, too. Um, listen to this. Only concern yourself with things within your control. Don't dwell on anything you can't control. And, you know, if your list of to-dos is too long or you're not where you want to be with a skill and if you feel someone else on your team isn't pulling a fair share, that's not your concern. That's your coach's concern. So let go of that. If you feel the wrong kid got picked to do something and you think it should be you, let go of that and just keep your nose to the grindstone and keep working. So really focus on things you can control. And that goes back to your attitude. When, you, when I was talking earlier about your attitude, you can't control different situations on the team. Let go of it. You can't control judges. You can't control weather. You can't control um, sometimes sickness. So learn to control what you can control. So um, have a mission statement. If your team doesn't have a mission statement, come up with one together. And sometimes it's fun to do a different slogan every year and come up with that. But... Um, I like work hard, work smart, work together. And if we do these things, we will be successful a large amount of the time. Are you always going to be successful? No. But um, there's a lot of times where we've won, and I maybe didn't think we should have won. And there's a lot of times we've lost, and I maybe thought we should have won. So when you're in a judge sport, you got to learn to let that go because it, that can eat you up if you don't let that go. And don't let it get in here. You know, don't let... Uh, loss pull you down so bad 
because sometimes it's a point, you guys. Sometimes it's two points. It's a mental game to keep yourself in the game. And you have to be controlling your thoughts all the time. You really have to work at controlling your thoughts. And that's a big, big thing. On your team, if you're one of the top kids on your team, don't act like you're all that in a bag of chips. Instead, spread the love and start doing some clinics for kids that need your help and be helpful. Be the one to help other people. Make them stronger. Um, we had these kids move to our team once from California, and it was way back when, when we were basically a kick team, and we hadn't started jazz much. This is a long time ago. And they were good. They had danced in Orange County, and there were three sisters. And you know what we did? Instead of being intimidated, we're like, help us. You know, open the doors to what we don't know yet. So learn from each other. And if you're one of the weaker ones on your team, we were just seeing this last week that I said, uh, my assistant coach and I were saying, gosh, I, I'm worried that some of the, the JV kids are feeling intimidated and they're feeling like they're not keeping up. Don't let that happen to you. Bloom where you are. I would say bloom where you're planted. Just don't compare yourself to the other kid next to you. There's a saying in yoga, stay on your own yoga mat. You know, you, you can't compare to what the other kid can do. You gotta, that's when you need that attitude check again and you go, all right, Here's where I'm at today. And ask yourself every day, am I better today than I was yesterday? And if you can say that at the end of a practice, that's great, you know? Um, my big thing that, that I shout out at practice a lot, and my kids that are watching this will, will know, I kind of once in a while lose my mind about this. If I, if I get upset over anything, it's quitters. Don't be a quitter. Finish your turns. Like when you're doing something and if you're falling, Practice finishing strong. You're going to do that at a competition sometime, so you're going to know, need to know how to recover. So recover, you know, learn how to recover. And if there, there's a thing mostly with like maybe younger dancers, I, I don't know which age, but where if they're not mastering something, it's easier to look like you're quitting than to keep working on it and fail. That is a big no, no, because you guys, that hurts you. So fight. Nobody's watching you as much as you think they are. So just fight. Be the one that never gives up. Also, take criticism. When somebody gives you feedback, don't let it crumble you. Let it be like, no, what do I need to do? If you repeat it back and you say, okay, so you're saying I need to straighten my base leg and my turns would be better. If kids do that, if athletes do that, they get better if they're coachable. What happens to a coach when she's working with kids that can't take criticism is pretty soon you shut down on them. And I don't want to give up on my kids, but you can't give up on yourself because that, that's what's going to happen. If you, you've got to be the one that has kind of a armor around you that doesn't let the darts hit you because that's what dance team is, is is critiquing and critiquing. If you can think of yourself as a, a part of a machine, like with your team, you're a part of that machine, and we're just critiquing like a cog or a wheel or a, a part of that machine, then you don't take it so personal. I'm trying to get 24 kids to kick in unison for timing. That doesn't mean, oh, I hate your guts or you're not as good. It means that we're trying to get that to work together. And that's where if you feel like you're in on it and you're trying to fix it, you're gonna take critiquing way better. 
You know, I still have to critique myself. It's part of the process. It's part of getting better. Um, I was, did a, a live video with Allie the other day, and, and I said, she got done. She goes, you know, you're always wanting me to critique you, so I'll tell you, sometimes you know what you're talking about, and you're trying to get so much in that you talk so fast that I think other people can't comprehend what you're trying to say. And I go, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I think I need to slow down sometimes. So we all need to listen. We all need to get better. Um, one goal on your trait, or one trait to develop is honesty. I always say it's okay to screw up. It's not okay to lie about it. I lose respect for people that lie. So like if you're late or you did something, own up to it. Be honest. Learn to have that. Learn to have integrity. Integrity is what you do when nobody else can find out or no one else is listening. That's your true integrity. So try to be the type of person that has worked hard on being having an integrity. Discipline yourself so no one else has to. And think about that. Be so self-disciplined. You know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all do. But why do some people get so much more done? And so much? some people get way more out of their day. It's because they're disciplined. It's self-discipline. Here's the goal. Think of others before you think of yourself. Does someone on your team seem left out? Does someone on your team seem scared? Does someone need a hug? Does someone need a friend or need a mentor? So... Or do they need to be steered in the proper direction? I can tell you how many times I've had captains take out younger kids and go, hey, you're screwing up right now by some of the things you're doing outside of practice. Let's clean up your act. Someone might need a friend, and you might need to be the one to do that for someone. And by helping others, guess who you help? You help yourself. So something important on your team is stand up for what's right on your team. Stand up for the good things on your team. Be vocal. We need good, positive feedback. Coaches need it. I, one thing I can't take is when I have a blank stare. I want some feedback. I want some yelling. So here's another goal. Try to assess your weaknesses and make them your strengths by the end of the year. We're talking a lot right now that, you know, we're not together as much as normal with this COVID stuff. How self-motivated are you at home to take your weaknesses and turn them into your strengths. Confidence is going to come when your hard work starts paying off. And I feel success breeds success. When you get a little taste of success, you want more. And you become more confident and you start thinking that you can do anything. And that that will happen. You know, I had something happen to me lately that made me realize how confident I've become. Our school is getting remodeled and I had to go meet my athletic director at the office where my former athletic director worked maybe 20 years ago. So I was walking up that sidewalk that I hadn't walked up for like 20 years and went, oh my gosh, I feel so much differently walking in here now than I used to when I was a young coach because I used to be more scared. I used to not have as much confidence. So I, that will come with you. So every time you stare fear in the face and you get over a hurdle, you get more confident. So, and again, it's that attitude. Keep telling yourself positive things. So um, getting the to-, to the top is difficult. Staying there or near there for many years is even harder. And that's why um, I always tell my team we have to pull together because you are not going to do it alone. You're going to do it together with that support from each other. And that support is crucial. Support from your teammates is crucial on this team. We need to be the kind of person people want to help, 
because we're the kind of person that helps someone else. So it's easier to help someone who has helped you. So think about that. Think about who you dance next to. Think about how fun you are to stand by. Are you fun to stand by? Are you the one that's making it easier to be there and an upper or are you, you know, I know we had a kid on our team one time that kept saying she was going to quit and she kept saying she was going to quit and she was always mad about something and she was always upset. And one day she said something in the locker room and about four people just turned to her. She said she was going to quit and they, about four people said, when? She was like, well, I'm not really. And she, they go, well, quit saying it then. You know, because we're at, we work hard too. And every time you say that, it brings us down. So think about stuff that you might be saying that other people may not be appreciating and be a little self-reflective and, and think if there's personal issues you have or habits that could be annoying to the people you stand by and really work hard to improve those. Um, personal responsibility is something I expect of kids on my high school team, not their mom. Their mom shouldn't be keeping their schedule. Their mom shouldn't be telling me when they are sick. It should be the kid because the kid is the athlete, not the mom. And it's like a job. So you had to grow up in that sense and start um, taking care of yourself. So I want you now to think about what separates good from great. And this, this little uh, thing I have to read is called 212 degrees. So at 211 degrees, water is hot. At 212 degrees, it boils. And with boiling water comes steam. And steam can power a locomotive. The one extra degree is what made the difference from good to great. One degree. So, so many times in, you know, at our practice or in life, it's that one degree of extra effort that's going to separate you from where you want to be, from good to great. And so think about 212 degrees. On our team, our hashtag is dial it up. We want to take everything we're doing and dial it up a notch. And that's what I mean by dial it up. Can you be a little bit better than you were? Can you work a little bit harder? Can you be a little tighter? Can you be a little cleaner? Because all of that, if you multiply that by the number of kids on the floor, that is going to make a huge difference. So being on a team versus being a teammate. If you're on a team, you look to improve yourself. If you're a great teammate, you look to improve your team. If you're just on the team, you're concerned about yourself. But if you're a great teammate, you're concerned about your teammates. On the team, you do your part. Being a teammate, you do whatever the team needs. On the team, you make excuses. Being a teammate, great teammate, you are accountable to the team. You ask, what's in it for me? or you ask what's in it for the team. You share interests or you share a purpose and a mutual respect. Being on the team, you're committed to yourself. Being a great teammate, you're committed to the team. So where do you land and think about that? And last year I had to teach a class in Texas on uh, culture, the type of thing I'm talking about right now. And I had my team one day come up with this and literally by the time they were done, I had tears running down my face because I had them finish this sentence. On this team, we, and this is what they came up with. They just shouted this stuff out and I wrote it down as fast as I could. On this team, we have mutual respect. On this team, we help our friends not give up. On this team, we hold our friends accountable and help them to be so by waking them up for practice sometimes or be talking to them about being good outside of practice. Four, we rely on each other for help and a shoulder to cry on. Five, we have a strong work ethic. We are tough. 
I love the we are tough. Are you tough? You got to be tough to make it. We have high standards and expectations. We push hard. We have no excuses. We are goal oriented. We do not let failure define us. And can I say that again? We do not let failure define us. You got to fail. You got to fail to be successful. You're going to have to fall down so you learn how to pick yourself up. 11, this is something I preached to them, so I was really happy they put this on here. We realize that every day is a big day. How we use our practice is how we will compete. There are no little competitions. There are no little days. Everything matters. Every day matters. And that's something I could do a whole talk just on competition jitters. But when you get to sections or you get to the big meet that you're going to, it's just another day. That day is just going to be a culmination of how you rehearsed going into it. And I've never ever seen an athlete get to competition, let's say it's sections and go, oh, I'm just really sad we worked so hard and that we're so prepared. Gosh, I wish we wouldn't have pushed so hard. Has anyone ever said that ever? No. So think about going into whatever you're going into, being the best prepared. And that goes for how in shape you are too. You know, like if you are overdoing your cardio, two and a half minute kick routine is going to seem like nothing because you can ace that no problem no problem. Okay, number 12, never say I can't, but rather say I can. And then they jokingly said, I am an American. Number 13, realize that failure is not an option. Eventually, we will be successful if we hang in there. It may not mean winning, but it will mean improvement and excellence. So I thought that was awesome. I hope your team will make up their own on this team we. Well, good luck, and I hope you have a great season. And just realize that more than ever, this off-season, preseason training is more important than it has been for many, many years. So use it to your advantage. Get a strong network of people that are going to keep you up. Use that booklet that you got for camp to keep tracking your successes. And go get them. Have a great year. Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine.